Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. All right. Hey, hey, oddballs. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the effervescent Louis Fox. You've used effervescent before. That doesn't matter. I'm like a thing you take when you have heartburn. (laughs) And we are blessed to have an eight-time award-winning comedy entertainer, magician, world record-breaking fire eater, variety artist, been featured on Penn & Teller's Fool Us, star of the Super Channel documentary about herself. She's in the Guinness Book of World Records. The Ripley's Believe It or Not book. We have Carissa Hendricks in our basement. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that whole build up. You're like, sup? I do. You're like, yeah, I did all that yeah. shit. Been around. Had, had some things. So, yeah, this interview happened sort of last minute. Mm-hmm. So you were here working in Seattle doing a gig. And then I offered her a ride to the airport on the condition. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. Yeah. That's how basement. we get people yeah. to. <laughs> and I'm a broken entertainer, so I was like, what, a ride? Yes. What do I'll I need do your to do? shitty podcast your to save $20. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is way better because I thought I was going to have to make beds. So this is great. So, yeah, thank you for doing this on short notice and sandwiching us in between your sleep and your flight home yeah, or I'm to excited. L.A. You're flying. Flying out to L.A. Okay. To do Black Rabbit Rose, um, Magic Bar L.A. in Encino, and then the Magic Castle over the next couple of weeks. And that's a Magic Castle is a prestigious magic venue. Yeah. It's uh, the best one. It, yeah. I went for the first time just a couple months ago. Yeah. Did you really? What did yeah. you think? Uh, my girlfriend and I went. We went to visit my friend who was performing there, and it was, yeah, it was fun. It was the, cool. The part he disliked most was going to buy a suit at Ross. Yeah, that was um, a little, like, I don't own a lot of, like, nice clothing, yeah. so I did, had to do yeah. some last minute. The funny thing about the castle is, like, for me, because as a girl, as a woman, woman, uh, the, the dress code's a slightly bit looser, and I've noticed the more I go over the last couple of years, I keep, like, trying to push it, so I wear, like, lamer and lamer, more comfortable dresses, and the last time I was there was in one that was basically made of pajama fabric, and they didn't call me on it, so I was like, okay, You're just, you're just okay. wearing a onesie for your show? Yeah. Like, this is a formal onesie. This yeah. is my formal Snuggie. <laughs> yeah, just, like, nice sneakers. They didn't say anything. I'm like, all right, mm, Do they require the performers to dress according also, or? Yeah, well, within reason. I mean, if you have a character and the outfit is necessary, you can get away with certain things, but it's best to just not you know, Russell Feathers there. People so, have been there for a long time. So the Magic Castle, that's a big thing. And you are originally from Calgary, mm-hmm. which is... In Canada. <laughs> by the mountain. It's about an hour away from Banff. People tend to know where Banff is. Yeah. Like, I, I think people more, know Calgary, Calgary more than Banff. <laughs> well, it's about can... an hour from some suburb you've never heard of. <laughs> well, people go to like Banff to go for their wedding. That's like a destination place. Calgary people are like, oh, is that the place where the flood was that one time? You know, they don't. People don't care about. Well, Canada. the Olympics were there. That was that's the, true. That's a... Yeah, in '87. Wow, that's like, is that the most relevant thing about Calgary the Stampede? Where I live? When do the <laughs> that happens every year? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the redneck Olympics yeah, kind yeah, of. Right? I love when a city full of oil and gas people who have 4.7 kids and live in the suburbs all pretend to be cowboys for two weeks. Is that what it is? And get STDs. That's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. okay. there are is that one of the events at the, the yeah, Stampede yeah, to it's the get who an can STD? Get the most STDs. Oh, nice. There are billboards all over Calgary the week after Stampede that are like, hey, go get tested because it's just people are really? just so drunk. Huh. It's oh, crazy. It's a sex fest. Now, it is? 
Calgary has the world's largest Stanley Cup replica. We are special. We're a special breed. <laughs> and you bet, we bet you didn't even know it was there. I did not. And now, and I wish I didn't still. Because <laughs> uh, now I'm more ashamed of the place. <laughs> I was trying to find it. And like, it's in front of the store. And I went into the store. I'm like, it's around here. And the guy's like, never heard of it. <laughs> it's oh, in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, I actually know. Now that you say that, I know exactly what you're uh, talking about. I know yeah. what that is. That is so silly. It's probably because we're still butthurt about the Flames losing in double overtime a few years ago. Oh, mm. in the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Well, it's heartbreaking. Well, do you feel like you have to add the Canada part only in the United States, or do you do that all, all over the, the world? Place. Like, you know, yeah. you're in another country, Mexico, People. Europe, you have to say Calgary, Canada. Yeah. Okay. Well, because basically in Canada, Canada has Newfoundland, Vancouver, and Toronto. And if you're not going to mention one of those three places, you don't exist. <laughs> New so, what land? <laughs> I would say Newfoundland. Most people wouldn't know that one yeah. either. Well, I think because of like Newfies and like that's oh, kind of a yeah, Canadian yeah. cultural cornerstone. It's something people like to make fun of us about. So it's that's funny, one that people know. Because Americans don't generally know the the vast Canadian mm-hmm. provinces and the, all the cities. You're right. They know mostly Toronto, Vancouver. Like I was uh, working on a cruise last week and I was in an elevator and I, a guy goes, hey, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from Seattle. He goes, oh. Newfoundland. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, that's not even anywhere near Seattle. No, I, only, I always drop uh, none of it when I'm up in Canada. Uh, noon of it. Noon of it. <laughs> noon of it. Yeah. I'm having noon of this. <laughs> yes. Noon okay, so, so you are not only a magician, you're a fire eater, you are, you've, you're an actress, right? You were, in a, you were recently in a movie called... The Manson one? Were you, you were in a Manson one? Yeah. I like a Charles squeaky. Manson yeah, movie? Uh, so Charles, what? You didn't see that. You know, that's like the coolest actor. I've I didn't ever read done. that. Where was that? I, that How should have been the first thing that I read. I know. I know that's crazy. So, uh, Especially based on your algorithm. I know. Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's mostly you didn't want to be searched by the government. Um, the, so Charles Manson, right before he passed away, he worked with a production company that I used to work with all the time, as Pyramid Productions, to basically make a documentary that was his side of the story. So they hired all of us <laughs> to play different characters. So I got to play Squeaky, and I they sent me tapes, and I did the voice and all this stuff. And it was his side of the story, and it was fantastic. And here's the thing. I got to film my first, like, sex scene, and it was cool. And we did, like, all these crazy sexy stuff. And then it all got cut because he died. Uh, he died a week before they were going to release it, and they thought it was disrespectful to release it exactly the way he wanted to because it was really, like, raunchy and edgy oh. and kind of druggy. And so they cl- really cleaned it up and sanitized it after he passed away to oh, release wow. it. So there's a version of the I like how I they're worried about his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they were worried about, like, uh, like people being like, oh, this is this is sort of, like, grave digging or, uh, you know, like, I think they didn't want it to feel exploitative of his memory because there are people, there's, like, Manson fans. Wait, so was this based off of like his book or something? This is based off of what he told us. Gotcha. He would call in to our director. So you had conversations with him? I didn't get to talk to him. Oh, man. But our director talked to him every day and our director would send him footage of what we were working on and he'd, they he'd send, tell us. Send did they he send him the scene? He's like, I wasn't feeling that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sex scene was not realistic I enough. need you to emote a little I bit more. a little bit more blood. He's the bend over. Bend over way more. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool but it was also very uh, disorienting because I really got into the character uh, and and because it was his side of the story it all felt very reasonable and so we're, you know, at one point I'm there with the rest of the people playing the family. We've been there all day We've been sitting, you know, no, we have no shoes on, yeah. holding this shotgun. We're just talking, hanging out, and we're all talking, and, and we're like, you guys, what if we all just, 
like got a house and like moved in together. Right. And I'm starting to think, oh, this is how cults happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just we're just simulating a cult, and already I'm like, this is kind of nice. This you is kind of cool. I'm into this. I see why all this happened the way yeah, it did. Yeah, it was it was really cool, and but it was also terrifying because in the background you kept thinking, you know, he's watching us. You know, this is his side of the story. He, what if he and Squeaky. She's not in prison. She's free and she's alive. That was the character that you played. Yeah. So if she didn't like what I did, I mean, do you think she saw it? I don't. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. But the stuff that I, I mean, we were I, my part in that got cut down quite a bit. I still got to my scene where I intimidated a guy in a parking lot in there. Oh, a few cool. really nice scenes. I'm I'm in it quite a bit, so but I had more. Stuff. What What was the differences in his side of the story compared to what most? things that have been sort of documented about. So a lot of what was documented and what was pushed at the time was that this was like drug based and they were all going crazy and this mm. was like hallucinations and he was trying to start this race war and his side of it was more like look things escalated real quick and uh, I got into some trouble and it was sort of money related as well and he talked to the wrong people and the, and so it was much more reasonable. His side <laughs> of the story was less like everyone was crazy and uh-huh. we were part of a cult and he was like, no, we are just hanging out and things got out of yeah, control. Yeah, you know, yeah. we were just hanging out. It was like last carving, night with carving us. Up, <laughs> carving up women. Yeah. Well, we didn't go that yeah, far last totally, night. Totally, yeah. You know, it's just a Friday night. You know? Yeah, it's called, I think it's called His Last Words. It's actually a really good documentary. Huh. Uh, but yeah, I did that. What was the one that you, was it The Stooge? Uh, it was, yes, The Stooge. Oh, it was yeah. uh, written by the guy who wrote the movie The Prestige. Yeah. And is that guy a magician? No, I think he's just a magician fan. Gotcha. He's interested in magic. Uh, and, really interested in magic. And The Stooge is about magic also? It's about it Mo Howard. <laughs> Who's that? Who's Mo Howard? <laughs> the, the Three Stooges? Oh, okay, okay gotcha. <laughs> he was, so the original Stooges was like a guy's Is name. that what it is? Are you serious? That's and his about? Stooge. No. no. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> it's about magicians. It's I believe you made that a reference like that yesterday. I did. Okay, yeah. I did my like eighth grade report on Mo Howard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the guy who wrote The Prestige is a magic fan. Yeah. And The Stooge is about? It's sort of about um, if magicians were real. If magic, if like you're being a magician was a cover for having real magic and using oh, that real magic to do kind of untoward things. Uh-huh. And so it's this uh, this old magician and his assistant, they hire a, a man to be a stooge in the audience. So he's going to go along with the trick to make the trip work. But really, that guy is being manipulated and uh, sort of, it's supposed to be kind of like a psychological thriller short. <laughs> it's weird. I'm going to be honest. It's a little hard to follow the way it's edited, but it's Gorgeous! It's oh, cool. really beautiful. It ends on Manson's ranch. It does. Yeah, it sort of bleeds we into the Manson lady. documentary yeah. a little bit. Yeah, what are we they had some leftover footage. Yeah. They, had, they did. They should have used it. So that sounds that sounds great. I, I love the Prestige. So I would imagine that it's the same sort of writer. Yes, yeah, it's, it's similar tone, similar uh-huh. look, but it's ve- this one's like more art art house. This is a bit more like what's happening. Okay, but very gotcha. pretty and very interesting. I got to do it with Pop Hayden, who's mm-hmm. another. Magician. I'm madly in love with because he's just so talented. So it's really nice to work with Pop and hang out. That's and awesome. The director was really fun and hilarious. But at a certain point, I had this thought that like, maybe he didn't quite know. I mean, people who aren't magicians don't necessarily know how much goes into doing magic. And I remember at one point, Rogelio came over to me and he goes, Hey, there's people here. Can you go, you know, do a little poof? And I went, Do a little poof, Rogelio? And he's like, Yeah, go do Can you go do a magic for them? Go do a magic. Rogelio, magic's not real. I would need. Props, I'd have to go. Do you have a deck of cards? No, just go do a little poof. Helia, I, I mean, <laughs> do you have dice? If you, if you have, I, it's a prop based 
Rosalia, no. And he's like, oh, okay, no problem. You, you're a good girl. And he walked away. And I was like, does that man think magic's real? <laughs> Maybe. Does my, my director think? Hmm. He's just trying to leverage more work out of you yeah. without paying you. Well, no, he was, he was right. He needed to get this reaction. So he, he was being very smart. Oh, he really gotcha. wanted, like, and then he found somebody who had a trick on them. I just didn't, I was there as an actress. I didn't have a trick on and me. And there's a set full of magicians and there's no props? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because we were filming at, like, this weird intimidation gotcha. scene. We didn't, I didn't, that day, I didn't think you were like, like, you get in your costume, you're like, oh, got to put a deck of cards in here <laughs> yeah. just in so, case. Yeah, I'm doing a very heartfelt uh, romance scene. Probably should bring some cards. I just don't want to be that actress that's like, hey, did you know I was a magician? Did you know? <laughs> Look at this coin trick, you guys. Oh, I should be running lines? Okay. So we had a bartender in uh, Reno that did magic tricks, and it was so obnoxious. <laughs> 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 it's like... Yeah. Were you were you like heckling the person while they were doing? No, I was. For you, I was like... playing video poker. Oh. <laughs> well, you guys, you know, be supportive and you know, well, give them give them a pointer or two. They forced it in on my video poker. Oh no, no, they that magic person, raped you. <laughs> that's no good. That's no good. Magic should only be performed with consent. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that actually. Yeah. So what I'm gathering, based of every all the things that I have found about you online, is that acting really is the sort of thing that connects all the things that you're doing because even your magic you're doing a character, character. You, play you, a character. you have like four characters yeah four what i would say is four primary characters the characters i do all the time that are fairly well-rounded and then i have characters i've done like here and there like i've got your fairy stepmother and she's like a little magic character i did for a while but i don't get a lot of time to do her anymore uh, so like there's like all these different people inside me that get to come out and play once in a while but four primary characters. yeah and so the one that i i've watched a couple of videos on is lucy darling which is like sort of an old school cabaret yeah. may west lucille ball very much may west uh, the kids sort of Zsa Zsa Gabor, all those things oh, that's all, yeah it's yeah. hilarious great lines and great character like what was the sort of inspiration for that specific character well, you thinking kinda, behind it. You kind of nailed it. Like, Zsa Zsa Gabor, like, at that whole era, I've always been obsessed with. I've always loved those old, like, screwball comedies. Mm -hmm. Just real good, you know, where it, people, you know, I love any com. Even now, we don't write comedies the same way. You know, old comedies, it used to be people trying to out-clever each other. I just loved that. And I was also a big, and this is going to come out of left field, but I was a big Star Trek fan. Mm. <laughs> you know, TNG, huge. Yeah, Star I Trek read fan. that when I saw the character. I was like, that's next generation that's right there. Total, that's total. <laughs> right? Right? So I, I remember thinking when I started doing a lot of magic, and I had a few different magic characters, but people kept telling me, oh, you know, your magic is better. But magic is best when it's authentic. And for the most part, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. But what I do well is characters. And so finally, I had to admit to myself, like, all right. Maybe I need like a to to come up with something that's like really strong. What would I? What could I do that I'm uniquely qualified to do? That's a question I ask myself a lot. And I thought, okay, well, what would be fun is like if you could be. I don't want to be a magician. I don't want the audience to feel like I'm trying to fool them. I want them to feel like I think I'm real magic. So I'm fooling myself first. They don't have to feel self conscious about it. I mean, uh, when you go see Madame Butterfly, you know, you at the end. Spoiler alert: she dies. Um, oh, I have tickets for tonight. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. You've only know had what? 40 years to see it. <laughs> Finally bought tickets. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Uh, but when you see her dead, you know, the audience weeps. They don't. Nobody in that theater stands up, points to the woman on the center of the stage and goes, I know all this is done. You guys, I can see her breathing. She's lying yeah. there. I know this trick is done. No, you weep because a woman has died. Yeah. Um, because we just treat theater differently than we treat magic. And so I thought if I could bring magic into that realm... I'd have all these advantages. And I thought, you know who would be a cool magician is Q from Star Trek. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's great. Yeah. Like this trickster god. And everything he does is kind of for his own. Who's still somehow in the Federation, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like this celestial being, yet he's somehow. He works for, he's a low rank. He's got to work for a living. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he comes in, he comes out. Yeah. He does whatever. He pops in different, like different even like iterations. And yeah. stuff. he's so cool. And so I thought, okay, well, if I take that intentionality and that sort of attitude, and then I combined it with these, these old timey ladies, maybe mm. there's something there. And I, I worked on it for like two or three years, and then about three years ago, about now actually, Jaja Gabor died, and oh, I, didn't know that. I, di- yeah. I lost my mind. I did mind. not get the. The, the, it's a spoiler alert. The, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. I just bought the Green Acres <laughs> box set. Oh. I had so tickets sorry. to see her. <laughs> oh, then, then you, that, those tickets are real creepy. That's going to be a creepy show. Uh, so I, I just remember being heartbroken, and I thought, why am I so upset? I mean, I'm not, I didn't know her. Uh-huh. And I realized, oh, that that was the last one of those women. Yeah. They're all gone. Well, now. it is someone you had an affinity for, so yeah. a connection with. It's so when it's the people like that die. I think it's like a little piece of you, especially like when you base some a character off of a slice of that person. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, so it became this huge call to action. I was like, okay, well, because I had, you know, I'd been thinking about it, but I hadn't really done it yet. Uh-huh. And then when I saw Jaja Gopur passed away, I booked this tour in Australia. I'd never been to Australia. Booked this five show run in Australia to do a full hour show never done anything that ambitious in my life and I was like I'm gonna write an hour with this new character all new magic and I went to Australia thinking you know what here's, here's the secret this is the truth I kind of didn't think it would work so I thought I'll go to Australia where no one knows me and if it stinks no one will find out yeah. ah. and you're a different character and I'm a different character yeah, yeah. that didn't go. work out so well it did really well I won the comedy award sweet then I got to do the magic that's awesome like a few months later. do you ever perform as Carissa I do more and more and I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> is hate it, it a, so a level much. of vulnerability that yeah. that yeah, yeah. Like, having a character has a character. wall? Yeah, yeah, but also a level of specificity. Like I know who Lucy is, right? Lucy is something very specific, and I can write from that place. And mm-hmm. Dee Dee is something very specific. I can write from the that decisions place. are already made. Yeah, yeah. For me, humans are complex, yeah. contradictory, hard to pin down, and I and nuanced creatures. And so am I. And so when I write stuff for myself, I'm always thinking in this position like, well, how much of myself do I show? And mm-hmm. how honest do I be? Yeah. And, and when I can tell a Lucy story, I feel like I can embellish, but I feel this responsibility when I tell stories for my life to not add or tweak anything. Yeah. So then the question becomes, how do you tell a story well when all the details have to be truthful? Ugh, I hate it. Awful. Well, they don't always have to be truthful. Well, like Christopher Titus, who's a comic. I love him. Yeah, he says, you tell the story, and the story... But jokes are just little branches on the tree. Yeah. Like for me, like I, everything that I talk about is based in truth, but it's sort of shaded mm. sometimes or accentuated for comic yeah. potential. Yeah, but how far? I mean, I guess maybe that's, that's, the, that's the lesson I am to learn this year is how do I be myself on stage and have it be as effective as when I have the freedom of a character to lie my face off? <laughs> yeah, but on, on some levels, it could be even more. Uh, have more options with like the character mm-hmm. like you said you do have there's a little more rigorous decisions that are already made that the character might mm-hmm. be confined to whereas you it's like you can't you can do whatever you want on so you could say be who but i guess if you like for me i always think if i was a character i would probably say more offensive things well that's the thing is uh i did briefly did a thing with a puppet oh that's great uh, a robot puppets have puppet. so much freedom oh yeah, yeah and i was saying stuff that like 
like ad libs. I'm like, what the yeah. hell just yeah. came out? Yeah, he has a he has a offense. Ro- I have an offensive a robot. Robot comedian. So great. And the puppet version was worse <laughs> because the, the 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 actual robot took two people to operate. So you we could ad lib kind of, but when it was me and the puppet. Like the stuff that came out of my mouth, I was just appalled at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, I had that with Lucy. You know, sometimes. Yeah, she's a little edgy. She's super yeah, edgy. Yeah. Sometimes she'll stay stuff, and I'll be in my own head going, "What did you just do?" <laughs> but on some Sorry. levels, I mean, that is you. It's in, it's in there. Yeah. And maybe it, it's allowing you to say these things in a place where you don't feel like you'll be judged as harshly. I, well, I mean, it. I mean, I think that's over intellectualizing it. Even I, it's more like a. It's it's not even like I'm I'm not thinking when I do it. Mm-hmm. The truth is when when I put that wig on, when I'm Lucy, I am Lucy. Yeah. Like it's very real for me. Yeah. And so I'm not it's not like a, oh I think I'm getting away with this. She's just talking. Yeah. There's a there's an unfettered um she just does what she wants. She just you know, it I and I have to because if you watch the stuff, it's so fast. There's not time to think about it. Yeah, and she's she's amazing. And you did her on Fool Us yeah. with Penn and Teller. This last year. And that went it looked like it went really well. It went really well. Yeah. It went really, really well. I was really grateful for the opportunity. I was shocked it went as well as it did because they had someone pull out, so they pulled me in last minute. So oh. I had about four days' notice. Uh, that's a, that's classic right. TV. Yeah, and I didn't have any of my props. So I actually had to build everything oh, for wow. that act that day. Now, I, I do have one question about that your that TV spot because your set had an interaction with an audience member that was sitting in the audience. Mm-hmm. Now, did they have to mic him ahead they of time? Did. Yeah, so, so he knew. Okay. He was that I don't know if you can tell he's kind of the worst. Yeah, did you he, get that I, vibe? Yeah, I was like He's the worst. I was like he can't be a shield cuz he's so bad. <laughs> he's so bad. Because like no one would choose that guy. Yeah. They they said they said you can pick any of these guys over here and there was really he was kind of like only one that like looked like he could take he could take Lucy. Yeah, the guy sitting next to him was like just straight faced the whole yeah. time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we'll use him because it's for TV. Uh-huh. I don't want somebody that's gonna cry. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Then they brought him on stage. They mic'd him. They introduced him to Penn and yeah. Teller. They they talked to him for like ten minutes. Then they put him in the seat. I'm like, well, you just ruined him. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna yeah, be a little nervous. Now so he knows. He was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. He was. I mean. Well, garbage. He didn't ruin it. You pulled it out, which was well, great. They, they fixed a lot of that in editing. Okay. In well. the room, seriously, in the room. They photoshopped was... a happier face on yeah, him. Yeah, he was, he was garbage. Yeah, I, I felt for you, but I didn't think that it took away from who you were on stage or the success of the routine. Well, I so, appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. It was nice. Uh, at least on TV. Maybe in person it did to you. But it felt the, great. As the viewer, I thought it was fine and okay, great. Good. I just was like, I felt for you as a performer. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Now, you mentioned making people feel comfortable on stage on your podcast which is Shazam yeah um, we're real original <laughs> <laughs> which Sean Farquhar mentioned your podcast on our podcast oh, uh, nice a long him. time ago but you mentioned you I think it was you or your uh, what's your co-host name Kayla Drescher yeah one of you or you're talking about taking out gender specific mm-hmm. pronouns from your scripted show yeah is that something is it hard to do I've thought of it and it's something I'm very conscious of but it's I have a hell of a time trying. Here's the thing. It's not as hard as you think it is because the, you have there are some rules. So one, when you go through the script, it, you just put in like a certain things like, you know, once once you ask for someone's name, you kind of have a sense that that might help. And then, mm-hmm. you know, basically people will tell you what pronoun to use in uh, the conversation. So if you just create things where it's like, excuse me, 
And then that's fine. You don't have to say sir or ma'am. Excuse me. Will you? That's it. You just take out the thing. And then there's also times where I go, um, now he's kind of pronounced himself, so now I can say sir. So I go, or, or I just say his name instead of saying, you know, so I have his yeah. name. His name is Kyle. I go, Kyle, you're sitting next to this person. Who are they to you? This is my wife. Well, now I know what pronoun to use. Yeah. So if you, there's a lot of, it's actually very easy. I was really overwhelmed because my script is 70 minutes long, mm -hmm. going through and taking out the pronouns, but I realized it's actually really not that hard. And so many times now, it has paid off. Yeah. Because so many times, so many times, I go, who is this person to you? And it's not the one I was guessing. Uh. I Seriously. Especially because I was working at the Chicago Magic Lounge, which is kind of close to Boys Town. And then I did a show. I did a, a show that was all lesbians not too long ago. And you, you really couldn't tell. Yeah. And I, I cannot tell you how comfortable I was. Because I knew I couldn't accidentally mess up. Because the whole show was designed to not use a pronoun until I, one was offered to me. Gotcha. Ah, so it was really worth it. Yeah, I've worked on that myself. My, t I have a tick in my show where I, I call the audience guys. I do too. And I've, it's, I've, That's a really hard one to yeah, take. And yeah, and uh, I've tried to get it out, but it's, just, it's a tick somehow. And it's a... Uh, well, it's, I it, mean... I, I haven't found the, the, the fill-in word mm -hmm. to address the audience as, a, you know... Hey guys, what's up? You know, like uh, folks yeah. is the is hey, apparently hey, the folks. easiest. Yeah, one. that's a yeah. That sounds I just go mother f. What's up, fuckers? Fuckers. Kick over the microphone and yeah. leave. Like he I don't identify here. as you, fucker. You pee all over the front row. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a better better than guys. I think yeah. I I think that's more socially acceptable. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, he swore five thousand times in the show, but he didn't get our pronoun incorrect. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I and I've heard some people. What's been really fun is that listening to other people do this. I can't I can't remember who it is, but there's a, a woman who we know who also has guys. They say guys. I say guys all the time. It's really hard. That's mm. the I think that might be the hardest one to kick because that's so our generation, mm. so built into the like. And it's a nice. It's a, just an easy word clean. Yeah. to clean to address a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. So she changed it to friends. Hey, friend. And yeah, oh that's my not my audience. <laughs> <It's a> little, <laughs> not your, I feel like yeah. people keeping me at arm's length. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little suspicious. But it's Whoa. Just, yeah. But Are you going to recruit show, me to be Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in her show, she already has this, like, edginess. So it really sweetened her up. And then all, it just, she's so much stronger now. Just that little change. Because she'd come and be like, hey, guys. And it was casual. And now she comes and goes, hey, friends. And it's ah. just so cute. And so making that change, I think, actually really, because now she, yeah. when she does edgy jokes, it's a bigger come No, I love that. that. I love it when something forces you to take something that you've relied on for so long in your show, and then you've taken it out and found something even better. You're like, mm -hmm. God, if that didn't happen, I would have never found this one thing that yeah. sort of pieces everything together. Yep. So our podcast is about sort of weird stuff. If you've looked around the house, there's uh, lots of weird shit around. So. Yeah, I will say I'm quite uncomfortable. <laughs> you, ha you haven't Generally. even seen. Yeah. see yeah, there's that one. There's, I mean, you, I wish you guys could see this room. It's a it's a little murdery. Yeah, uh, th this is nothing. This is like the, there's the funeral sign. Make it murdery. Yeah. I don't think the, there's any the actual doll. dead. There's no dead things in here. Actually, uh, there's uh, bones. Oh, that one's that was wood. That's, That's wood. wood. Oh, well, my mistake. Yes. How dare I? No All the dead stuff's out, out front, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> would you just get shipped to you yesterday? <laughs> Couple days ago. Oh, yeah. well, I don't know if we need to say that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. The, the less you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel much safer now. That's why we don't generally tell people exactly what sort of house they're coming into. But we do like weird and unusual stories. It doesn't have to be 
about performing or it could be about your life. It could, you know, it's, you know, if it's about performing, great. But if you have a weird story, we I would a, love to hear it. I like, one. I kind of collect weird All stories. All right. Well, let's, let's hear your top three. Ah, okay. Well, I'll start with this one and then you guys can, and then I'll let you pick what comes next. There's a couple. I'm, it's like a choose your own. Well, yeah. we could, we could cut, you I can do a couple and then we could slice yeah. it out. Yeah. We have a, another segment. I kind of wanted to give you guys ones I've never, one I've never told. Let's really. do it. All right. Let's kind do of it. like a, okay. So an exclusive. An exclusive. Mm. Well, because I was thinking we, we just, Kovac and I just performed with one of your illusions that mm-hmm. is now owned by another magician. Yes. And, uh, and it got me thinking about the years I spent touring circus shows and illusion shows. And so uh, I'm from Canada where it gets real cold. Uh-huh. Like real cold. Like that... you could die cold. Mm, yep. Super cold. Yeah. So one Christmas, we got this booking for the illusion show and it was a big show. We were doing a lot of, you know, Bill Smith, huge, giant things. Big trailer, huge car, two magicians up front, three tech people in the back. Now we should have known something was up because we didn't get an address. <laughs> Corner forty third and eighth. No, we got GPS coordinates. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we're driving out this time. place. Winter, very cold, high high headwinds, and the car is heavy because it's loaded down. And we sort of we had a, a tank of gas in the back, thinking you know just in case we run out of gas. Driving, driving, but because the wind is so strong, we ran out of gas so quickly. So we used up the last of what we had oh, no. in the backup, and we're driving, and it's getting colder, and it's getting later, and it's taking longer to get there. And all of a sudden, it's 2.30 in the morning. We're on the highway in the middle of Saskatchewan, and there's nothing open. And it's cold enough outside that we are all going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's about to happen. I've been in, I've done winter tours in Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's up that, there. like the deep cold that like hits you deep in your soul. It's like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Yeah, yeah. it was very scary. And the reason why that doesn't happen all that often is because police are always driving up and down those roads. Mm-hmm. And we just happened to see this and it was blizzard. You couldn't see ten feet in front of you. Oh. We happened to see this little red light in the distance. So I got out of the car in just whatever I was wearing in the car and my boots, ran down the street. And because it's Canada, you could knock on the windows of a cop car without getting shot to death. Mm-hmm. So I did. And uh, he was like, what's going on? So we told him. He called the proprietor of a gas station that wasn't too far out, woke him up. So he'd go and open the shop. Oh, my God. We, we drive into this thing. And this is how much we ran out of gas. We had to unhook the trailer and push the vehicle. Oh, nice. The rest of the nice. Way. So it's cold. So we're we're crazy right now. It's now 3.30 in the morning. We're exhausted. We have a show to do tomorrow. We have all these illusions. We're, I could not be in a weirder headspace. Uh-huh. And I look, and in the bright white snow, I see this beautiful little fox. Uh-huh. And I'm intrigued, but I'm also scared because it's a wild animal. And, and so I'm kind of like looking at it and not looking at it. And then behind it, I see the proprietor of this gas station. He comes out. Now, this man, this is so dead true, and it's weird. But you won't believe me. I have to say this is a true part of the story. He's wearing big, giant winter boots that go almost up to his knees. Huge overalls. No shirt. <laughs> no shirt. I mean, we did wake him up out of bed. Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's got no shirt. Uh-huh. Okay. Big beard. Like, he's he's insane. He looks like the gold digger of the Canadian prairies. <laughs> you know, like a prospector, but for snow. Yeah. And he sees me notice this fox, and he's, like, filling up the tank. And he goes, oh, no worries, honey. That's that's my pet fox. And I'm like, oh, cool. So we all go into the building to warm up. And by the door, I see there's this little sort of cookie jar full of dog biscuits. And I look at the jar, and I'm kind of thinking, okay, it's probably for the fox. And I super want to pet this fox because today was crap. 
and I just need a little bit of magic. Mm-hmm. So the proprietor comes in and he looks at me and without speaking a word, I look at the 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 jar and I look up at him and he kind of nods. Okay. So I grab a couple out of there and I go in the snow with my gloves and I sit in the snow and I see the fox has kind of gotten off in the distance now. He's kind of wandering out and playing in the snow. So I, I settle in the sand uh, in the in the snow and I and I kind of like try to coax him over but he won't come. So I break one in half and I throw it to half the distance between us and he comes to that half distance but then he returns like two steps forward one step back kind of thing like he's coming but he's he's scared of me uh-huh. and I can't figure out why because he was so friendly earlier so I crumple up some more and finally I think I'm gonna pet a freaking fox if this is the <laughs> last thing I do so I powder you're gonna find my frozen yeah, body exactly they've already left without me <laughs> they're gone they're gone they went to the I moved here now he's already yeah. locked up the shop <laughs> okay. I decided to buy a pair of overalls at Amazon uh, so I crumple up this last dog biscuit. I've got one left, and I put half of it on the snow right in front of me and half on the other hand, on my hand, and I just wait, frozen in the snow. And this fox starts doing that wild oh, yeah, animal yeah, yeah. zigzag up to me. And then finally, I'm, fe- I'm feeling this anxiety like, oh, I'm going to get attacked. I feel this something, take your hand something off. bad is happening. Yeah. He comes running over to me, dashes up to me, knocks it out of my hand, swipes it out of the snow, and runs off into the distance. <laughs> and I'm thinking... This fox is not very well trained. <laughs> what a rude... What an asshole this what a fox jerk. is. And I'm, I'm going to send him the Emily Post book. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write them a letter. Excuse me, Mr. Proprietor. Maybe if you wore a shirt, your fox would be better behaved. <laughs> so at that moment, I stand up in the snow, and I wipe my pants off, and I look, and I turn around. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me. Because behind the glass of the gas station, I can see, in order, two of our techs, white faces shocked our sound guy is standing there filming this on his phone the other magician is partially in tears and beside him stands the shirtless proprietor holding a fox (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious so I almost got mauled to death by a wild animal because I need to have so a Disney princess. <laughs> you had to work for it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you get to pet the fox? No. It oh, but you didn't go pet the... Oh, the, the inside fox. Oh, the totally. inside. Yeah, yeah the okay. inside fox. Yeah, yeah. He's super friendly. I thought, I thought it was good. Anyway, and I looked down and I was wearing my fox uh, fur coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Yeah. That was my cousin. <laughs> You're wearing Nana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just chewed it up. Threw it in the... Yeah. Yep, and did you make it to the? Wait, I'm curious oh, about yeah, the show. Did. The we, coordinates was it like it a log cabin somewhere? No, it was actually field. an abandoned uh, old um, curling rink that they had taken all the ice out of. There was a farm that had started there that had turned into this big empire. And so for their 10-year anniversary, they turned it into this huge event and oh, hired cool. these magicians and tricked the whole place out. Oh, nice. So it was like a small town where like eight people lived. What was the name of the town? I love that GPS place. GPS points. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even have a town. No <laughs> name. Yeah. Our sound guy was vegetarian. We went to the gas station in the little town and we were like, hey, because they were like, where can we get food? Go to the gas station. They make sandwiches. It was that kind of place. Yeah, they're we like our the bread station. is jerky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what happened. We went to the and he's like, I can't get a vegetarian sandwich. And the guy said, "What is vegetarian?" And we went, "Oh, oh yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. trouble." They're like, "We have a fox sandwich. <laughs> it's muy yeah. delicioso. Yeah, so the bread is foxes. <laughs> you get to wear the fur home. Yeah, Up crazy. here, we got meat in our bread. <laughs> Lettuce is meat. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I as a fellow vegetarian, it is very challenging when you go to a place and you're like, is, "Do you have anything that doesn't have meat?" And they're like, uh, "You're not from here, are you?" <laughs> I don't understand. There's no meat in the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like it. Sugar packet? You could eat sugar, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You eat chicken, right? It's smoked. (laughs) Is that okay? (laughs) Chickens are vegetarians. (laughs) What about fish? Can you have fish? (laughs) 
thank you for coming in on this short notice. And this has been awesome. Uh, where can the fine people find you online with some projects or something you want to promote? Sure. I'm Carissa Hendricks on all the social media platforms. C-A-R-I-S-A and Hendricks like Jimmy spells mm-hmm. it. Uh, and on my website, I just launched a full tour schedule Sweet. for the next three, four months. And I'm going to be all over America. And then we're going to release the next three months. And after that, I'm doing a, another big national tour. So I'll be all over the place. So that's uh, CarissaHendricks.com. And also, there's a cool YouTube video that I found, The Protector Chronicles. Oh, my God. That's some deep diving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then we, we can also recommend your YouTube videos on uh, minimalizing. <laughs> yes. That's, oh, yeah? that's also helpful. That's not really proud I of. love your sculptures. <laughs> yeah, I made some stuff. Well, you did some massive deep diving. Uh, yeah. You might know more about me than my father. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying much. Uh, so yeah, check that out. You got lots of amazing stuff out there. Some cool videos on fire eating, and you can see the stuff on Penn and Teller. Uh, lots of stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> Shezam. Yes, H H E S H E, because we were very original. You know the. Funny, it should have been they Zam. It could have been they Zam. Ah. Could have been everybody Zam. I'm starting a podcast now. They Zam. <laughs> you should. You should definitely. Do and that. you're just gonna rip into their podcast. <laughs> I think you should. How, how specific it is. I will be your. I will be your first five star review. <laughs> How uninclusive yours is. <laughs> they constantly say guys. <laughs> guys. Uh, well, I just say, you know, my friends. <laughs> and so uh, where can they find your podcast at? Sure. And on any of the podcast apps, uh, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Shazam Podcast. Awesome. And I think we're at like 47 episodes now. We're That's just about great. We're going to start our third season. Well, we want to thank you so much for taking the time out between uh, your flight to come here oh, and yeah, you know, bless me. us in the basement. Thanks. And uh, thanks for uh, having an illusion that <laughs> you gave to someone that I could then borrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks. Cool. That's it for today, folks. For more information and links to the stories we talked about today, you can go to our website, which is oddandoffbeat.com. You can visit us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and if one of us is in jail, we'll put bail information there or places to send um, cakes with files baked in them. Or a GoFundMe page to get better lawyers to represent (laughs) us in trial. There you go. I'm probably dead, though. Yeah. Odds are you're dead. Most likely. For, for GoFundMe for your funeral arrangements. I don't make friends easily, so I feel like I would be either alienated or make enemies in general. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You would, uh, you'd be the guy in the corner, like, writing poetry. Yeah, I think my tattoos don't transfer over too well yeah. in jail. <laughs> They're like, who is that? Is that the guy who founded MS-13? <laughs> like, no, that's Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, that's Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> What's the deal with the headless chicken on the other shoulder? <laughs> You're like, that's an MS-13. I killed that chicken, man. That chicken, like, was in a rival gang. <laughs> and I cut that thing off. Yeah, so... Uh, Why do you have a jackalope tattoo? That's for fun. Yeah, that's that's just good times. That's good times. <laughs> that was to make you smile. <laughs> now please stop shiving me. <laughs> please. Will you kindly stop stabbing me with your toothbrush? You've seen the jackalope. Now, let's stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would get, I would definitely get some prison tats. Um, so also you can check out our meme contest, which is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our page. Yep. And we put a cool picture. You leave a comment. Best comment wins some swag. Heck yeah. Also, you can sign up for our Patreon page where we post uh, monthly new episodes that are unavailable to the regular listeners. Yep. And that's at oddandoffbeat.com slash Patreon. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. And it is a great way to support the program outside of listening. And yep. it goes as little as a dollar a month. One dollar yep. a month, what, man. That's that's what? Three cents a day? Yeah. I mean, that's like a pregnancy test at the dollar store. Once is, a month. Is, <laughs> is more than a dollar. Exactly. Because there's tax. Here's the thing. If you support us for a dollar a day. Um, it's not a dollar a day. It's a dollar a month. A dollar month. a month. A dollar. Sorry. If you support us for a dollar a month. I will not have any more children. No, that's that. Geez, well, I wish that we would have had that option long ago before you had a child. <laughs> Poor Ella. <laughs> no. Uh, so thank you so much for listening, folks. This is our emergency broadcast, so we don't we don't know what our dates are. Yep. So uh, you can get my dates at louisfox.com and Matt's dates at comedystuntshow.com. Yeah, check us out uh, individually and uh, come visit us in jail if we're there. Yeah, you know. Come give us some prison high fives. Come be our character witness for us at our trial. Exactly. Which is, I obviously we've both been wrongly convicted if we're in jail. Yeah. So FYI, we didn't do it. Yeah. So you come and tell us how much you like the pod. Tell the judge how much you like the podcast. <laughs> this is our alibi. This one will play. This is the. T- <laughs> this is the. We were podcasting this story when 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 the, the crime went, happened. When the shit went down. Yeah. We were podcasting during the shit, so you must have quit. <laughs> My Johnny Cochran moment. So uh, thanks so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird.